Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Somebody say welcome to Thursday Fix. Uh, even if you are home, tell your child, tell your spouse, tell your neighbor, tell your colleague in the office, say welcome to Thursday Fix. Hallelujah. Come put our hands together for Jesus tonight. Okay, um, this is the last Thursday of the month. So I'm rounding up what we're teaching on Thursday, the fundamentals of holiness. Um, Reverend Alma started, Pastor Fidelis continued. And I told Pastor Fidelis on Sunday, I said, I'm glad that the next series, I'll be the one starting. Because I intend, intentionally, to cover as many things as possible like they have done to me this month. It's a promise I've made to them. I'm making the promise public so that because of the least we know that I'm serious about it. Hallelujah. Fundamentals of holiness. Now, they've done, a lot, they've done a fantastic job defining, right? They've defined what holiness is time and time again, and I'm not going to define holiness today. Because there's plenty of definitions already. If you want to find out, go to, go to our, our YouTube channel. You will see these messages. Go pick it up, listen, and you'll be blessed. But when you say fundamentals, what do you mean? Because if we say fundamentals of holiness, you must first of all understand what is meant by fundamentals. Right? So when we say fundamentals, we're basically looking at the primary, the primary rule or principle on which something is based. Hello? It means the primary, the primary rule. Ah, my Benetton wants to come out today. I hold it back. The primary rule or principle on which something is based. So the fundamentals of holiness is the principle on which holiness is based. What makes holiness holiness? What makes you holy? If you say you are holy, what makes you holy? Alright, let's do something. Look at your neighbor. Even if you are home, look at somebody. Say, hear me. There is nothing you can do outside salvation to become holy. You did not say it well. I want you to say it again. Say there is nothing. There is no activity you will do outside salvation to become holy. That means that holiness is not by activity. Shabi? That's what it means. Simple English. That there is no gragra you want to do to become holy. There is no commandment you need to keep. Hello? Are you with me tonight? There is no commandment you need to keep. There is no activity you need to do. There is no sacrifice you need to make. In fact, Pastor Fidelis was teaching last week and I quote him. He said that before now, they used to do sacrifice. And by virtue of the sacrifice, 
and the blood that will be shed, you can become sacred. Because by his definition, one word for holiness is being sacred. So to become sacred, they needed to do some sacrifice. Now he said that there is no sacrifice that you need to do again. If there is no sacrifice that should be done outside that that Christ has done, it means holiness is not measured by activity. Lying or not telling lies does not make you holy or unholy. Remember, we were teaching on the fundamentals of holiness. The principle on which holiness is based. Holiness is not based on what we call self-righteousness. It is not based on you trying to please God. In fact, the only way you can please God is faith. For scripture says, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. You do not please God by activities. You only please God by your absolute trust and dependence on Jesus. Because that's what faith is. I've defined it like this time and time again here. That faith is not, is not the things you do. Faith is not the things you say. Faith is your absolute trust. Your absolute dependence on Christ. Hello? And that's what makes you holy. So, if you like fast, fast 29 days every month for the rest of the year, you ain't gonna be one inch holier than you were the day you gave your life to Christ. Got me? Yo. Are you with me tonight? Am I making sense? Am I making sense to anybody tonight? Okay, I'm confusing somebody. So I'll say it again. Your righteous works hmm, does not make you holy. What makes you holy is Christ. Whatever Christ has done, not what Christ will do. So you are not about to become holy. You have already been made holy. God is not about to justify you. You have already been justified. And I may not be a lawyer, but I think that when you say someone is justified, it means that for whatever the person has done, there is a perfect reason for doing it that is okay by the law. You are okay. You have not breached anything. You have not broken any, any law. So he says, in being in Christ, he has made you justified. Meaning that as long as you're in Jesus, there is nothing you are doing wrong. Because to do wrong is to be unholy. And so some of us, we wake up holy. In the afternoon, we are unholy. And when we get back home at night after the work, we have to pray to God to forgive us from all unrighteousness and cleanse us from all iniquity in order for us to be purified and be made holy again. Because if we, if we follow the definitions, to be holy means to be what? To be sacred, right? And the sacred thing is purified. It is clean, after all, in the heart.
Hallelujah. Are we together? Thank you. Alright, so now I, now I have backup. I won't use the two because I'm not giving speech. If I hold the two, I don't think it's presidential speech. Amen. Okay. Let's do this. You want to be perfect. And so sometimes you just, you go around struggling. The reason why you are still struggling is because you think that there's something you need to do to attain perfection. But you know you've been made perfect. Did your Bible not tell you that as he is, so are you in this world? How is Jesus? If Christ is perfect, I am perfect. Yo, it is what it is. Right? If Jesus is holy, and as he is, so am I in this word, it simply means that I am also holy. If Jesus is holy and I'm not holy, and as he is, so I am, then it means scripture is not correct. And by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. Let all men be lie and God be true. God does not tell lies. If he has said it, that's how it is. If God says I am holy because Christ is holy, who am I to now say there's something I need to do to become holy? Now see, I know it's difficult for some of us to, to take because where we are coming from, this is not what they taught us. Yeah. Like you, I grew up like that too, where they told me, you have to wake up, you have to do this, you have to avoid this, you have to avoid that, and if you don't avoid all these things, uh, you're going to go to one place that used to burn with fire, you go to hell, plenty, plenty story, in order for you to make heaven, don't worry, I'm sure we're going to touch the issue of, the issue of heaven very soon, so we come to understand where, where heaven really is and what heaven really is. I think Pastor Vidal, okay, he played into it on Sunday and said heaven is not even the goal. God didn't make us to go to heaven. He made us to, 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 be, to be here. To have dominion here. So when you go to heaven, it's like you're traveling. It's like I live in Nigeria to America, but I do not go to America with the, with the mentality of staying. I want to come back, right? So I go do summer, and then I come back to Nigeria. That's how heaven is going to be. He touched it on Sunday. So we'll, we'll do a proper teaching on it. Hallelujah. Alright, let's dive into scriptures. Matthew 5, 48. Because this is one of the scriptures that a lot of us, a lot of us have read. I was wondering the scripture that you opened. <laughs> Are we there? Matthew 5, 48. It says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, man of God, this is one scripture that most of us have read and we have thought that it is a call to walk to perfection. When we see it, sometimes I will tell you, be ye holy, even as your heavenly father is holy. And a lot of pastors, a lot of teachers have come up to say, Jesus said, be holy. Number one, this was said in the Old Testament. Hope you know that the book of Matthew is the Old Testament. Yeah. Anything before the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ is the Old Testament. This was said under the Old Covenant. 
In the old covenant, you needed to walk. Right? But in the new covenant, you need to believe in Christ. So Jesus was speaking as someone living in the old. Are you still here? Am I making sense? <laughs> Edith, do you understand? Okay. Okay. <sighs> All right, let's push it. He said, be perfect. Talking to them. Give an instruction as it is in the old. The Father is perfect, and so you needed to do works. You need to do things to please the Father. But when he died, in his death, God became pleased. In his death, he gave us perfection. So we no longer need to become perfect. We have been made perfect. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, quickly. Ephesians 1 4. It says, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy. Who chose us to be holy? Who chose us? Who chose us? It says, before the foundation of the world, he chose us to be holy. All right, let's see something. Hebrews 9.26. Hebrews 9.26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, had he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So look at it this two way. Ephesians 1 4, Hebrews 9 26. In Ephesians 1 4, come on now, put it back. Okay. He has chosen us before the foundation. So what did he do before the foundation of the earth? He was slain. Do you get this? He shed his blood for the remission of our sin before the foundation of the word that we may be perfect in him. So by the shedding of his blood, he gave us the ability to be holy. Or rather, he made us holy. First Corinthians 1.30. I just want to read scriptures and just talk about scriptures tonight. 1 Corinthians 1.30. He said, but of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and what? Sanctification. Remember, Pastor Fidel said another, another meaning of holiness is what? Sanctification. So he says, but of him, you are in Christ. Of God, you are in Christ. You are in Christ, what? Righteous. You are in Christ, what? Sanctified. You are in Christ, what? Redeemed. So the reason why I am holy is because I'm in Christ. The principle on which my holiness is based is Jesus. Are we still there? Romans 10, 3 and 4. Now the reason why I decided to do a lot of scriptures tonight is because Pastor Fidelis made a point of, of note to, to himself last week that he said he not, he's not going to read scriptures. So that they don't think that we're just teaching this holiness thing from our head. I said today we quote plenty. 
Are we there? Romans 10, 3. He said, for they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Verse 4. That it is written, he who glorifies, let him glory where? <laughs> Hello? Uh, okay, take me back to Romans 10. You're reading 1 Corinthians. Take me back to Romans 10. Verse 3. Okay, verse 4 now. For Christ is the end of what? You're not reading it. For Christ is what? For what? That what? No, 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 you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it. I want us to look at it together. For Christ is what? Uh Uh-huh. No, to everyone that passed. To everyone that prays 24 hours a day. To everyone that speaks in tongues. To everyone that works miracles. To everyone that shouts when they're in church like me. Eh? Is that to who? Is Christ made righteousness to people based on what they do? What makes Christ righteousness to you? Huh? How is Christ your Come on. How is Christ your righteousness? Is there... Simply by to those who believe. So the moment you start believing, you become righteous. For scripture says, he who knew no sin became sin. Why? That we may become the righteousness of God. So he became sin. Look at it like this. I was a sinner. Right? He became me so that I can become him. I was unholy. He became me that I might become him. So we did a switching in place. He took my place and I took his. Yes, it's called substitution. If he has substituted, why am I restituting? I want to ask this question again so that we sink. If he has substituted, why am I restituting? For all of you rolling up and down looking for restitution. Hallelujah. Alright, let's see another scripture. 1 Corinthians 1.30 1 Corinthians 1.30 Alright. Now this is the question I want to ask. When you look at me, what do you see? Yeah? Obey is a male guy, right? I'm male. 
Right? Do I have to become male? Is there anything I need to do to be male? Let's do it like this. Imakom. Mareduma. Eat it. Larry. Simple example. So I'm little of us in church here to help me. So those are those at home and the office can hear. This is Ima. And this is Edith, right? Ima is what? Edith is what? What does Edith need to do to be female? Eh? Is there a special prayer Edith needs to pray for God to make her a woman? Is there fasting that Iman needs to declare for God to make him male? Why do you think there's something you need to do for God to make you holy? Thank you. If he has made you holy, what is there now left to be done to become what he has made you? Except you are saying to God, you did not make me completely holy. Your work is not complete, it is half. But I remember reading from scripture when Jesus said, it is finished. Who cleaned it from your own Bible and wrote to be continued? Because every time you try to do what his death, burial, and resurrection has done, you clean it is finished and right to be continued. Hallelujah. All right, let's see something again. First Corinthians six eleven. First Corinthians six eleven. Um, if you're writing, just write Romans 8.32. If I have time, I'll go to it. Okay. He said, and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. <laughs> you know, when I was reading this scripture, I was excited. Okay. You know what? Let's do something. Go to verse 9. Listen, First Corinthians 6. Go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. Are you in verse 9? Okay. He says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals. I want to read it again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you ready? I want to read this thing again. Though. I want you to hear it very well. There's a part I will raise my voice because I want, you, I want everybody to hear it. It says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, no homosexuals, no sodomites, no thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no <laughs> extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. There are two I raise my voice for because that's the two that people are afraid to talk about. <laughs> Those of you that like to take bribe. Extortioners, you extort people. 
Abi, verse 11. He says, and such were some of you. Meaning, before Jesus came, you were like that. You were a bad guy. You were doing bad things. And so, you could not inherit the kingdom of God. He said, but you were washed. You are not going to be washed. One of the principles you must also remember about holiness is that it was done in the past. It is not futuristic. I think it is past, present, participle. Abi? You were washed. You were sanctified. The day he washed you was the day he sanctified you. He did not wash you in January and he's planning to sanctify you in December. It was the same blood that was shed for your washing that was shed for your sanctification. But you were justified where? In the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Remember scripture says you cannot call Jesus a curse by the Holy Spirit. So if you say Jesus is Lord, it is by the Holy Spirit. And here he's saying it again. He said, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit. So by salvation, you became holy. Say, well, Passover, I used to do bad things. So. Yeah. Yeah, a holy bad guy. Yeah, sorry. See, there's something about me that I think, I think, I think, at least Living Springs people already know this about me. If my Bible says it, that's all. Right? I do not try to bring logic to God's word because they don't mix. If Bible says that by salvation you'll be made holy, then you'll be made holy. Now this is not a twist. Why do we still do the things that we do? So, I'm going to use somebody as an example that we all know. How many of us know PZ? You know PZ very well, right? How many of you know Peace Oga? PZ and Peace are very good friends, right? But PZ looks like someone that can beat everybody. Peace looks gentle. What's the difference? Huh? No, no, come on. Somebody try to tell me. What's the difference? Peace has muzzle. Peace does not have muzzle. What if I tell you that's a lie? That peace has the same amount of muzzle as, as peace has. The difference is that peace has gone to the gym and has made his muzzles. He has worked on it so his muzzles are looking thicker and they are broad. Peace has not gone to the gym. There is no human body that has less muzzle than the other. The reason why Pastor Reverend Ama behaves in some certain way and you behave like a tout is because Reverend Ama has given himself to the study of scriptures and has put himself under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit, but you have refused. He's not more holy than you. He's just living a holy life. 
and you're living a carnal life. So do not think that it is what he is doing that is making him holy. And Father and Fidelis, Abi, yes, now, if he comes up now and stands with me, I can, if I stand and he's on my back, you will not see him. Does it mean that I'm bigger? I just eat more. And I eat late. And he has this, he has this spiritual gene in his, in, his, in his body. That even if he eats cow, the way he eats, that's how he eats. So, sir, it becomes a mistake. I know that this is how you are. So I can say, even if you give Pastor Fidelis elephant, he will still be slim. Until marriage. So until he gets there, you cannot say that I'm eating and he's not. Because you do not know him like I do. I know in his house that's how they are. If you know his parents, you will know that you take Jesus to make him fat. So this is it. That Pastor Fidelis can say be healed and the person is healed is a function of knowledge. Not a function of works. It is not the level of anointing that he has. It's not because on his ordination he was ordained by our father. I won't call names. It's not because they were going to ordain him. There were plenty of pastors they gathered and they almost finished one bottle of Goya oil on his head. That's not why when he says be healed, you are healed. It is a function of knowledge. What do you know about yourself? For scripture says we all with unveiled faces. What unveiled your face? Christ. He has unveiled your face so that when you see, you will be able to recognize that's why an unbeliever will read the Bible and the story book. But you will read it and you are transformed. Because by salvation, your face has been unveiled. So we all, because we all have the same salvation level. If not, pastor's revelation of the word of God will be more than my own. I, I, know, I see pastors different from the way I see myself. You know me when I come, we come to gist. They come to preach. Rosalie will, will not be able to open the Bible and understand. Why? They've not poured oil on her like they poured on Fidelis. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in a mirror. Meaning, the more you look, the more you become. The becoming is not you now attain a holy state. You come to the realization of who you are. So the reason why you think you are not holy is because you do not know that you are holy. Hello? And so when they say walk out your salvation with fear and trembling, it does not mean when you see mosquitoes, they say that shall not kill.
Mosquito is sucking your blood. He said, oh, keep, come on, come on. After all, when the Lord made you, he decided that blood is the thing you will need to leave. Keep sucking, suck it there. Are you okay? You need more. I have some blood in my other arm. No. Nana, Babu. Babu. That's not what it means. Work it out means search scriptures. Find out who you are. Find out what you've received. You know, the very day you know that you're like Christ, listen, not the day you hear it from you, the day you know that you're like Christ, your lifestyle will change. The reason why you're still struggling is because you don't believe that you're like Jesus. If they bring a DNA test now that shows that you are Jebezo's first son. <laughs> Automatically, there's a change in your lifestyle. You are blue. Why? Because you believe the report. If you do not believe it, right? Even when there is evidence to show, you will still be looking for businesses to do. Am I right? So the reason why most of us in church are still struggling is because even though we have the evidence in God's word, we don't believe. In fact, even as I'm talking now, Reverend Amma, as I'm talking right now, so people are telling themselves, this guy doesn't know what he's saying. I can't can just be saying I'm holy like that. Even with all the evidence I have presented before you in this court of law, I cited cases because in law, you cannot win a case without citing cases, right? So I've cited, that's why, that's why I came to read scriptures. I've cited cases. So if you are still telling yourself it's not possible, because you have said it's not possible, you keep struggling with works. So it is not the devil that is doing you. It is not flesh that is doing you. It's lack of knowledge. You say, ah, I'm struggling with this sin. The spirit is weak. The flesh is weaker. Or the spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. For some of us, the flesh is even more stronger than the spirit. But whichever the case is, the problem is not the spirit or the flesh. The problem is there is nothing in your head. You have chosen to learn nothing. And because you know nothing, you live the way you live, struggling to still make it to wealth. You are still trying to get to God who is your father and who is with you. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how, how it is sometimes. Imagine. Alright, I think I think couples will get this more. Imagine you are married, right? And you are in your living room and your spouse is with you. And you're looking for your spouse. Imagine. Edith just got married, so she's still in the honeymoon stage. Edith, imagine you're looking for your husband, and two of you are in the same sitting room. And you're like, where's my husband? And you're not joking, you're really serious. We did not think something is happening. That's how we behave. God is with us, but we're looking for God. And so we now tell ourselves that there is something we need to do to find him. There is something we need to do to make him happy. There's something we need to do to be on his good book. Because if we do those things that are on his good book, that's when he will bless us. 
forgetting that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and he has given unto us all things that pertains to life and godly living. He has given. Not that he will give. He has given. I'm rounding up this now. Yes, you know. Your problem is not sin, no. Your holiness problem is not sin. Eh? Because somebody not hear me. Let me say it. Let me say it again. The problem you have with holiness is not committing sin. Because your sin nature has been dealt with. The habit you say you struggle with, you are the only reason why you struggle with it. And that habit is not what is making you unholy. The only reason why you are unholy is because you say you are unholy. Because there's a man ticking in his heart. That is why there are some guys now that think that they are girls and they are behaving like girls. Because as a man ticket in his heart. It is a mental issue. So your problem is not seeing your problem. Eh? It is your constant refusal of what Jesus' death really means. Let me say it again. The problem you have in living right and living the holy life God has called you to live is your constant refusal of what the death of Christ truly means. Until you come to accept what Jesus has done, you keep struggling. You say, ah, but it's difficult to see my boyfriend and not do bad things. The reason why it's difficult is because you think it's difficult. The day you realize that self-discipline is a product. Hello? You know the fruit of the Spirit is one. Love. But in love there is self-discipline. The day you realize that there is self-discipline in the fruit of the Spirit that you have, Sin is no longer an issue. Hello? Please note, if you forget anything I've said, you cannot become what you already are. You can't become holy. Quote me anywhere, keep trying. The more you try, the more you fail. You cannot, you will not, you will never become holy by the things you do. It is not what you do that makes you holy. Holy is who you are. Is God holy? Are you holy? Uh -uh. Let's talk now. At least I may not be able to hear those online, but I can hear those of us in church. Is God holy? Are you holy? <laughs> if you cannot say it, then you don't believe it. Is God holy? Yes. Richard, are you holy? No, not around me. <laughs> Richard, is God holy? 
Richard, are you holy? Whatever Jesus is, I am. In fact, let's say it together. Let's declare this. Say whatever Christ is, that's what I am. Whatever Christ is, that's what I am. I will not be, I am already. If Jesus is holy, I am holy. Stand up on your feet. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore L Springs.